I, I definitely don't think Mahomes. I think Mahomes. I think Mahomes is uh, Tyree Kill's hamstring away from having a very difficult few years. Welcome to the weekly show. I'm Justin Wickheiser, and joining me is Grayson from Cherry Collectibles. Cherry Collectibles is the go-to card shop for ripping wax trading and buying and selling in Australia. I've also got Eric Myers with me. Eric is in the sales team at PWCC. Eric lives in Korea, but during this time, he is here at home office joining us. So this is the international version of the weekly show. Thank you guys for joining me. Let's talk about our first segment, and that is called Outbid. We've got four cards that I'm gonna share with you that just recently sold from our weekly auction. They close on Sunday. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to say whether or not you think they sold over the price or under the price I propose. The first card up to discuss is a 2005 Upper Deck Rookie Debut. And this is a Michael Jordan Rookie Debut Inc. This is a dual PSA 10. The over under price on this card is 15,000. Now, well, uh, dual, dual, dual 10 Jordanados. They're not cheap. Yeah. No, they're not. And um, I think back to maybe 2016, 2015, 16, we would have been picking up Bulls as a sticker order, I, I think. I, I think that's on card. It's on card, is it? Hard to tell. Hard to tell. I was wondering. I think the same I, thing. I thought that's. I thought that set was a sticker set, but um, if it's on card, um, that would be uh, that would improve it. But back then, the the two uh, the the Bulls Uni would have been two or three thousand um, PSA ten. I think that it's probably right now uh, under. Okay. Under fifteen thousand. I don't know. I think that retro Bulls uni may add two or three thousand to the final price. I just, I, just what my gut tells me. Eric, over under fifteen thousand. I, I see. If it's a sticker, I agree with Grayson. It's fourteen, but on card, I'm going to say about between seventeen and a half and eighteen. So I'm just going to assume it's on card and go with the over since he took the under. The actual sales price on this item was eighteen thousand six hundred dollars. <laughs> those dual ten uh, Jordan cards. They're they're highly desirable. I am not surprised by that. Here is a 2014 Panini Prism World Cup. Now this is the green crystal variation. Cristiano Ronaldo numbered to 25, and this is in a BGS nine. The over under on this card is 9,500. Grayson over or under 9,500. And just as a teaser, recall that in our premier auction recently, although it's a different player. The messy gold sold for uh, just north of a hundred thousand. Yeah, they're hard cards to, to really peg these ones. Um, gold is significantly more um, sought after than green crystal. I, I don't, um, I don't particularly uh, haven't seen a huge amount of movement in green crystal, but obviously it's a really popular card. Um, the BGS nine, I think. Is, is normal a lot of those cards nine um like i can certainly see it selling for more um but at the same time i think that's over i i, I wouldn't be picking that card up for nine and a half okay eric over or under nine thousand i'm gonna guess eighty four hundred. yeah okay. i just 
I agree with Grayson. The, the multiplier for gold, uh, from green to gold, is exponentially higher. And if it was a PSA 10 or Beckett 9.5, I could see. The 9 grade is kind of indicative of that card already. They, they pretty much come out in a strong 8.5 or 9 uh, grade out of the pack. So I'm guessing 84 to 8,600 is going to go to Okay. You're both wrong. But you know what? You, you did a good job explaining why, and I think you made some really valid points. This is first. This is first year prism, though, boys. First year prism soccer always demands a premium. And you're right, green crystal. I don't even know the last time I saw one sell the key player, but it sold for thirteen thousand eight hundred dollars. So you weren't that far off. Yeah, you wish you owned that one. Me too. I have in front of you right now. This is the 2019. This is the Japanese release. Uh, Master Battle Pikachu. And this is in a BGS black label. All tens, baby. All tens. So over or under $7,500 for this? Uh, so just a quick story. Uh, I had a, a guy who's amazing uh, join my team to do TCG um, singles and sales. And uh, he joined my team. And I had at the time one Charizard black label that I thought was worth thousands of dollars because of the fact that we'd had very few black labels over the course of our existence and at the time he wasn't that impressed by it and I think we sold it quite cheaply for about 500 be worth 10 times that now but so my my experience with uh with Pokemon black labels is just harrowing um and this this brings back a lot of bad memories but um Japanese Pokemon uh definitely sell under at the moment um it uh, it's definitely a, a, a really quality character. Um, I think BGS is probably selling a little bit low at the moment as well in terms of the slab. So I would still say um, that it that it will be under the seventy five hundred. Okay, and thank you for what you said earlier. I always try to invoke some type of PTSD for all of my guests on the show. So thank you. I'm <laughs> glad that could work for you as well, Eric. I'm going to go with under. I need to learn more about Pokemon. And, and, uh, that was a very vulnerable statement. Yeah, I do. I really do. I need to pick up <laughs> a TCG. Anything, whether it be Pokemon. I, I don't follow this card. I need to track it more. And I, I, now I'm watching this, both of this, I'm thinking, God, man, I need to really pay attention to our weekly sales endings a lot more. You know, because I should have these prices memorized. The, the premieres, I've got most of those memorized off the top of my head. But I'm going to go with the under. I'm going to say 6,800. Uh, Grayson, can you give me a number that you think it ended at? Five and a half. Okay, five and a half. All right, well, this is called a gentleman's draw because Grayson wins this round. The Pikachu actually ended at $2,070. And so uh, black labels, they are really tough to, to price within the marketplace. But uh, we had Eric winning at the top. Grayson taking the last round and we had a couple pushes as well. So, hey, this is just the warm up. This is just getting started. So well done, gentlemen. Well done. Next, let's talk about end of the football season. It's here. Uh, whatever you think about the Super Bowl, it ended. Bengals lost. Rams won. But championships are won in the offseason, aren't they? So I'm going to present to you two different players and two different cards. And if you had the opportunity, which you do now on the show right now, to be a GM and to resurrect and build a franchise with one with, with a, a number of different players, 
you're going to select which player you would take. So up first, we'll start with Grayson. We've got Joe Montana and his iconic rookie card, or Tom Brady. Who are you taking to start your franchise? Is Is it just the player or is it the card? That was a really good question because I was actually questioning myself about that earlier on. I should just say the quality of the cards that play into it. Um, I think I think for me, why don't you talk about the player and then talk about which card you like? So I definitely take uh, it, it's a Montana, yeah. Yeah, I definitely take the Montana um, because uh, the other card is I think just an insert gold variation, which is still really cool. It is. Um, so. Uh, Player-wise, I'd go with Brady, but card-wise, I just uh, absolutely the Montana rookie all day. Eric, the same. The card, I mean, I'm 43, right? The Montana is is iconic as a card. To me, there's very few vintage football cards that I truly, that my my heart yearns for. You know, the the 58 Jim Brown, 76 Peyton, Montana and the Rice. And Rice is kind of borderline because it's 86, but we kind of consider that quasi-vintage, especially for football. Those are the four that my heart yearns for. And, and the Montana car, that imagery, anybody who's collected cards more than a few years recognizes that. They just know what that card is. As far as the player, as much as I hate to say this, the last few years for Brady really cemented it for me in his late, in his 40s, right? I mean, I think Brady up to the age 37, 38, 39, I think it's a coin toss. I would be okay with any one of those two. The fact the man was 44, 45, just through for 5,000 yards and 44 touchdowns on his way out the door. And he's not just a deep ball thrower. He's great for intermediate passes, great for hitting the backs out of the backfield, great for hitting the slot receivers. He he can go through his progressions very fast. It's hard not to just take Brady. All right, well, that was a softball. Now, this, uh, this next, these next two, it's a little more difficult. Now, I'm going to judge your character a little bit more. Depending oh, my on God. You. Okay. So, I want to talk about a couple iconic players and a couple really cool iconic cards. We have Sweetness himself, Walter Payton, and then Barry Sanders. All right. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the lead on this one. Cards? The Payton. I just, I just mentioned that, right? That the 76 Payton is, is one of the most iconic football cards, as it should be and as it should always be. In my opinion. Oh, but man, you want me to pick between one of these two players? You got to do it. Gotta I got to pick. Dude, the, the, my favorite athlete in all sports is Barry Sanders. Mm. So, I, I, yeah, and, and, and next would be Babe Ruth. But I, I grew up watching Oklahoma State college football. And uh, I actually got a 1990 game used jersey from Barry when I was 13 years old. I mowed lawns all summer. And by, back then, you could call the Silverdome in Detroit, and I live in Dallas, and you could just buy a game used jersey. It was $386 or $396. Bought a game used jersey, not autographed or anything. And I actually still have that to this day. It's all torn up and beat up. Uh, but I, without question, Barry Sanders did things as a running back. And Sweetness is great, but Barry did things as a running back that I did not know were humanly capable. He's a player that could have played in 1960. And be just as effective, probably if he played and he played in the year 2060. I don't think his skill set, I don't think time affects his skill set. Well said. Now, first, Grayson, before you answer, is football collected in Australia uh, by any means? Well, yeah, that was going to be my point, but um, uh, I don't think time has affected me either, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm of the opinion that this is a great example of the absolute uh, explosion of NFL collecting here in Australia in that um, 
I've never seen any of these cards, uh, full stop. There's never been one in my shop. There's never been one presented to me to potentially to buy. And to that point, I've never actually seen either of these guys play. And um, so uh, I've seen like, you know, random highlights here or there, but I never really understood how either of them would take hold of a game. Um, but NFL has just blossomed. Uh, it was a sleeping tiger for many years. In the last two, it's really blossomed. I think the Mahomes into uh, into Burrow, into Allen, sorry, into Burrow and, and Herbert. That's really assisted the interest, um, yeah. much in the same way that Luca into um, Tatum into Luca into um, Zion did as well. So in terms of those cards, I would still personally the patent because it, it just looks like it's just a stunning card. The design is is gorgeous. On to the next pairing. And uh, you mentioned them. And that was actually Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. If you're going to start a franchise and we talked about a couple quarterbacks earlier, get a second round of it, like round of it, like many NFL teams, you missed on the first one. Tom Brady and and, and uh, Montana didn't work out. Okay, they didn't work out. They just washed out of the league. Now you get to resurrect your uh, your uh, opportunities as a GM. You get to pick between Burrow and Mahomes. Eric, well, let's start with you. If I'm a GM, picking one and picking Mahomes. However, I do believe in my heart, Burrow is more of a killer. I look at Burrow has that eye of the tiger. He's got that Kobe Bryant, that Michael Jordan, that Tom Brady. He's got that look. Like just, he, he didn't come this far to just come this far. He's going to end with a ring. At some point, wasn't this year, I believe it, Burrow is going to have a ring. But one thing I'm not as sure about with Burrow, you kind of have a little bit more team around him. Mahomes, he's so physically gifted and talented. I think Mahomes can do more with less. Unfortunately, I do believe with Mahomes, I don't, I don't see the killer instinct in him. Now, he does finish games late amazing. He does a lot of comeback wins, but I just don't know if he has that next level intangible. But if I had to pick one, he's so talented going with Mahomes. Uh, I think that, um, I, I mean, I agree with everything Eric said. I think, I feel like the fact that Mahomes is in Kansas City and the fact that Burrow's in Cincinnati are the two biggest factors. And I just worry that uh, Cincinnati may have got too good too quick and that's going to impact their ability to put the right pieces around um, Burrow. Uh, his numbers and, and and his performance in the Super Bowl, given that I think he was sacked the most times ever and was probably under the most pressure ever in a Super Bowl, his numbers are remarkably good. And um, uh, I even saw this morning that Aaron Donald was like a couple of inches over the the offside line on the last play. So like giving Aaron Donald a head start on that. Um, and it all, like it didn't, it didn't almost come off. But so I do, I, I would, I would probably pick Burrow if I, if I had a really good front office around me. Um, because I still think he'd make it. And in terms of their cards, I just I think that uh, the Mahomes has already achieved so much that it's probably a safer bet. But um, Burrow could could do anything if if the if Cincinnati get lucky. 
Yeah, well said. And I think that's an interesting point I wanted to have as our, our last piece to discuss. You mentioned that Mahomes has already accomplished. He's won a Super Bowl. He's already put up some considerable stats, almost one a second. You look at that and he's five years in. Then you got Joe Burrow really in his first full season of action after that uh, horrific knee injury. If, I, if I'm sitting here and I talk about this when I buy, is if I'm sitting here and I'm going to speculate on a player, Joe Burrow is at the number one on my list probably in, in every single sport right now because, as you mentioned, Eric, the guy's got the moxie. He's got moxie just dripping all over him. He looks like a leader. He feels like a leader. He's got a great arm talent. He can move in the pocket. I mean, we saw him at LSU and we've seen him in his career, although you, know, you don't want to run the NFL or else bad things happen if you run too much. Um, me, Burrow feels, just feels like a really, really solid buy right now. If, if I'm number one, looking to speculate a little bit. And number two, I like NFL because that fun factor has to be in it for me as well. If I'm going to buy somebody to speculate on, I like to watch the games. I like to enjoy them. Uh, Grayson, what are your thoughts around that? Or do you think Mahomes is the better buy? I, I definitely don't think Mahomes. I think Mahomes, I think Mahomes is uh, Tyreek Hill's hamstring away from having a very difficult few years. Um, I think that I think Burrow's price is kind of baked in at a bit at the moment. I feel like yeah. um, you have to believe in the Cincinnati front office more than you have to believe in Burrow's talent. Because yeah. um, if he keeps getting sacked the way he's getting sacked, he's absolutely going to be Sam Bradford before he's Patrick um, Mahomes. But um, I, I think that Josh Allen is the... Mm. I, I feel like they've got the right team around him and, and they're a little bit of maturity away from them going undefeated. So... That's I like that take. And I, yeah. and I know nothing. <laughs> so. well, but if you look, Josh Allen played two playoff games. He had nine touchdowns and no picks in two games. He averaged, I think, 300 and right around 320 yards, 316 yards a game. So his so four and a half touchdowns over 300 yards for each playoff game. And again, no turnovers. Josh Allen, what I loved about this playoff season for the NFL, even the people that got eliminated did awesome. Like Josh yeah. Allen got knocked out and it hit. His cards didn't taper off at all. Like I, I feel that the foreseeable short term, at least the next one to three years for the NFL, being how Brady, if things stay the same, is no longer in the league. I feel like it's going to be in good hands as far as popularity, vision, the card hobby, all the way around. I think it's going to be in good hands because we have a core group of people. And we didn't even mention Lamar Jackson, who I think if I had to pick one person's card for potential ROI for the next you know calendar season in the NFL because of how much they've pulled back, I would invest in Lamar Jackson. I mean, he already has an MVP. You know, Lamar Jackson's prices are so cheap in comparison to the two. To where if he came back and had just a a regular Lamar year uninjured, they'd probably 2X from where the current is at. Next, moving into the NBA All-Star Game. We've got a number of items currently listed within the marketplace that represent, I think, the best the most exciting weekend within the, within the NBA, probably one of the coolest individual events that you can experience as a, a sports fan, and that's the NBA dunk contest. Uh, I just had to show it. I just had to show you it right now because this is just too cool of a set. This is a 1985 Star Slam Dunk Supers. The five by sevens is the complete set with Jordan. So, I mean, we can't even, I won't even let you debate on uh, Jordan the dunk contest. I mean, that's just, 
that's been put to rest. So we know Jordan's the GOAT there. But with that being said, got a couple questions for you guys. And these are currently live within the marketplace or will be live in the marketplace tonight. First question is, who is the better big man dunker? Shaquille O'Neal or Patrick Ewing and why? They both suck. <laughs> they both just had one or two dunks. They both just had monster dunks. They had monster dunks. With that being it. said, I don't. No, I don't think. I don't think you could say Shaquille O'Neal was uh, the guy when he dunked. He he tore down hoops. He destroyed lives. He broke marriages. I mean, the guy was an absolute animal. Are you kidding me? No, no, that's, that's your. That's just sheer gravity though that's doing this now it wasn't i mean he's seven foot tall 300 plus pounds so you're right it did look really cool but for somebody who's that close to the rim already and has any type of average vertical should be able to do that the rest of it is just the fact he weighed 300 pounds and did a lot of force i think iconically i would take Shaq just because of the way that he would hang on the rim pull on the rim like you said mm. broke him um if i if i had to pick one seven footer or whatever that i like that was better at dunking probably would pick the lodge one but yeah shack over ewing because ewing only had a few decent dunks so i'm hearing from eric that he hates shaquille o'neal grayson what are your thoughts it's, it's a no it's an absolute no contest i mean shaquille o'neal uh was he humiliated people patrick ewing in terms of his his dunking was more like i don't know like an accountant who <laughs> might get you like a really good, you know, a really good tax return on, you know, what you spent on your travel allowance. But Shaquille O'Neal, um, you know, that's like having a party with the Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, the guy <laughs> just made made shit just explode. So, uh, no, absolutely, Shaq, no contest. Okay, so best pure rim rocker or rack attacker in the NBA right now, John Morant. Or Ant-Man Anthony Edwards? Well, I'm going to go with Ja. He's so explosive. He's He reminds me of a Derrick Rose, the way he just explodes and vaults to the rim. I, I just think for his size and just the sheer energy he puts forth, I would go with Ja. It just reminds me of somebody from the 80s and 90s and his dunking ability. Grayson? Yeah, I agree. I think that, I mean, Ja's literally hurdled, I think, two people now. Um <laughs> Which, which is pretty. It shows you've got a fair, uh, fairly uh, aggressive attitude towards the basket. Um, it's interesting too. The card that you display there, the tiger print, that year's tiger print. If you watch case breaks, seemed to be a lot more prevalent than the tiger print in uh, Anthony Edwards' uh, rookie year. So um, I'm wondering whether or not they're the same print runs or not. But um, definitely one for people to look into there. With uh, with the Lamelo Anthony Edwards year Tigers, yeah, no, well said. Those are going to be live this evening. So if you're interested, take a look. Okay, who would you rather, if you had to be, if you had to be dunked on by one of these two players, who would you rather be dunked on by, and why? Zion or Jimmy Buckets? Oh. We're going to no. start. We're going to start with with Grayson on this one. Zion or, or Jimmy Buckets? Well, clearly, I, I, I love um, getting my face on TV, so I definitely want it to happen uh, from Zion because it's definitely going to be a highlight, whereas uh, Jimmy Buckets 
has to do a fair bit these days to get any sort of coverage, I think. <laughs> Probably pretty true. I'm going to go, go with Zion as well, just because I think there's a good chance. I'm only, I'm like 5'11 with shoes on, right? There's a good chance there might not be any contact. He could probably just clear me in totality. And with Jimmy Buckets at his age, his current point in his career, he might actually have to push off me to get up above him and slam dunk, right? He might actually have to use me as a catalyst in order to finish the dunk at this point, right? So Zion, I mean, he could just clear, just, you know, pull a Vince Carter and just go clean over me. You know, and then what I hear actually, uh, just a sidebar, Grayson, was Select heavily collected in Australia, Select basketball? Uh, so uh, 1213 Select was probably one of the first products that I remember really getting chased. And it was chased because Kyrie Irving was sort of Australian. Mm-hmm. And um, and there was some really nice uh, sets in it, like that one that people kind of thought were good investments. Um, but... Uh, because the 13-14 crop was just so poor, well, early, was so poor, mm-hmm. um, we were, uh, select 13-14 was a massive loss for us. Like we lost money hand over fist. It dropped in price by hundreds of dollars. And uh, in the end, I think we sold like our last 40 or so cases of it at like 60 or $80 a box. It was just, it was just on fire. Um, so... Yeah, we, we definitely sold a lot of it, but we didn't make a, a great deal of money. And um, and I, unfortunately, I think a lot of the people that busted it had resold their good hits, like their Giannis short prints and their um, and their, their good Kobe's, etc., for pennies on the dime before the, the hobby really took off. Yeah, that makes sense. I bought a 14-15 master uh, set of select basketball from a guy at the National in Australia about eight years ago. So that's the reason I bring it up. He said that select was starting to catch on there. And it makes sense that you said that was one of the first product releases you guys got, even though it was the earlier years. So there you go. A little world knowledge for you people out there watching the show right now. Two of, the, two of just premier minds of the hobby right here with Grayson from Cherry Collectibles joining us from Australia. Again, the go-to place if you want to rip wax or if you want to buy and sell. These guys know what they're doing. Uh, Joining us from Australia. And then Eric Myers here at PWCC. Uh, Eric's a well-known figure and a uh, great representation of this hobby. So thank you guys for joining us. I appreciate you very much. Appreciate you very much uh, for joining the weekly show. And uh, until next time.